misadventures of Growly and Skrill. Dean Winchester completes me. And that's what makes you lose your chicken. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are here, Chris. We are in season 10. We made it. We, we made, made it, it to baby. season fucking excited. 10, dog. Can you believe that we're mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm. Um, My favorite episode to cover during the length of this podcast has always been the first episode of a new season. It's always so exciting to yep. start over to like to turn the page to go to that next chapter. It's very fun. It's it's an exciting time. Uh, this is you know as we've talked about extensively before. Like this is the start where my memory really starts to fade, uh, mm-hmm. and this is where you you don't think you've even finished the season. You you'll get into new stuff in the next few weeks. Yeah, huh? yeah. I remember certain episodes throughout the season, so we'll see. I think it might have been like really really towards the end, maybe like the last five or six that I didn't see. But we'll we'll find out. So uh, before we get too far into the podcast, we have some admin to do. Hmm. Can we can we talk about some admin for a little while? Let's do it. Okay. So uh, first off, if you're if you're listening now, you've probably heard our extremely dope new intro. <laughs> <laughs> I know but you I, might be a little bit concerned. There's something new you don't understand. Don't understand. Trust what's me, going you'll on. grow don't, to love it. It'll it'll it'll. If you don't like it, you'll love it. And if you already love it, then you're just going to fucking adore it by the end of the season. Uh, I am so excited about it. Chris and I wrote the lyrics. Our friend uh, Banshee Beat, aka Dylan did all of the music um his friend maddie um did the uh all of the vocals um i'll link all of their stuff in the show notes they're they're both like open for commissions and like do music and stuff like that so you can go support them uh but just a huge thank you to to those two for just putting in a killer job and like maddie especially because she sang the words show me show us the feet and like a mm-hmm. very serious and mm-hmm. heartfelt way and i I think that's. I just can't believe that they, all of those dumb jokes that we wrote actually worked out. I was, was I was listening to the to the final version of it today, just like super excited because it came out so well, and just thinking this poor girl doesn't know us <laughs> and just doesn't and know the podcast the things that she had to say <laughs> and wondering like what who are these hucks who's Bobby what's going on. <laughs> Uh, but she did it with so much heart. She did. She did. Uh, but a look for their pro. look for their Twitter stuff in the in the show notes. And um, but you, and you guys know uh, Banshee Beat. He did a cover of um, yeah. Uh, Carry on my wayward son for our comic book episodes. You can go and listen Hell to that. Yeah. That's also on our YouTube channel, which I never actually talk about. But um, yeah. So thank you for that, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, <clears throat> please add us if you like it, and if you don't, then just keep your fucking mouth shut. You don't need to spread that negativity <laughs> around. No big deal. And I can't handle it. I'm very sensitive. 
And I do want to give a huge shout out to uh, Heather. I, we forgot to do this in the season nine finale wrap up, but uh, our good friend Heather was the voice of our intro for season nine and she killed it. And I just want to she say did. thank you to her. So thank yeah. you very much. Thanks. Um, the other bit of admin concerns the Patreon. We crossed our $500 a month goal. So Ooh. what that means for patrons is that instead of one extra podcast a month, they're going to get two extra podcasts yes. a month. Yes. So uh, we are coming close to finishing up our don't give up space cowboy series, which we're covering mm-hmm. uh, cowboy boy bebop we have a uh, new podcast that's in the works that's going to be mm-hmm. exclusive to patreon um can we reveal the title i didn't talk to you about this you want to reveal the i think title? yeah i think we should go for it yeah okay it's going to be called haunted by ghost and mm-hmm. uh i'll just mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say if you've never looked at chris moser's youtube uh, for his <laughs> haunted by ghost series now's uh-huh. a good time to go on youtube and check that uh-huh. out pause the podcast go to youtube chris moser local bones haunted by ghost check all those out it's very funny <laughs> Um, but we're going to be covering some horror stuff and I'm pretty excited about that. And we're also going to be using that second slot to, uh, catch up on all of our, uh, Patreon suggestions. So if you join yeah, the Patreon yeah. at a certain level, you get to ask us to do podcasts. We've released some of those. We've got a big backlog. We're going to, we're going to work through those hopefully pretty quickly. So, a mm-hmm. uh, couple of dollars a month, we'll get you access to all that stuff. Uh, a little bit higher, we'll get you the ability to, um, actually suggest stuff for us and uh in all patrons get to join our super cool discord so go check that out patreon.com slash monster of the week chris i am sorry i've been talking for so long please tell me what the hell is going on what do we need to know before we get into season 10 what are the requirements to know before season um, 10 yeah it's it's always like that, that kind of that deep sinking feeling when we get here and i realize oh i didn't uh <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't oh, have, you know, <laughs> had to work for a living today. <laughs> I don't have a lot of homework that for this podcast, and yet I consistently forget to do the homework. Um, let's see, where did we leave off last season, man? The the angel factions. It feels like that was the the big thing. There was Castiel mm-hmm. and Hannah's group, or Castiel was sort of uh, persuaded to join Hannah's group, fighting against uh, Metatron, aka Marv, and his control uh, of heaven, him his his desire to become the new god. Um, but through the efforts of the boys and Castiel and even Gadriel, the angel who possessed Sam for a little while, they were able to take down Metatron by using a sort of like um, 80s movie hijinks trick where Castiel recorded Metatron's evil plan on a microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were able to lock up uh, Metatron, but unfortunately along the way, Dean was killed. He was killed by Metatron, and, and um, bad enough, we were left with uh, a little surprise at the end of the season when we realized that the Mark of Cain had had such a large effect on Dean that even death couldn't hold him down. And our last scene of season nine was a seemingly dead Dean opening his eyes to reveal that he now had black demon eyes. That's correct. And that brings us into season 10, episode one, Black. This is written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Robert Singer, aired on October 7th, 2014. Dean is living it up as a demon while Sam hits rock bottom in the search for his brother. Dean is a demon and running amok with Crowley while Sam tries to figure out what happened to his brother. Meanwhile, Castiel is dealing with his diminishing grace. Uh, Our previously on is set to the song Heartbreaker, and I am fucking here for Heartbreaker. That's a great tune. It works really well with the podcast with the podcast, Jesus Christ. With the with all of the clips that they're doing. I am I am totally here for this road so far. It's so cool and so dope. So I was gonna say I was really disappointed that we didn't get a road so far. 
because Netflix must have either removed it or skipped it because I checked twice to see oh, no. if there was a road so far that it had skipped and there was seemingly nothing. It said it was starting at one second. You know, there was because it'll do that sometimes. It'll just it'll just skip over it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see that option. Now I'm going to have to go back and check if did they just cut it out? Was it a licensing issue? What's going on? Maybe it, could be a maybe it was just issue, me. Maybe yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't realize that it had been skipped, but that sounds incredible. And I was really looking forward to the road so far because I, I love those. Um, but I also thought it was like kind of crazy that they just didn't have one because season six didn't have one. We didn't have one until a few episodes in when Sam got his soul back finally and the thing, the boys are back in town finally. So I thought they were pulling a similar thing here with Dean, but to find out that I actually just missed it kind of bums me out. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's fucking heartbreaker. It's a kick ass song. Um, I'm gonna so have we, to go back and check. To see so we open there. up on a a woman who is chained up. Um, she's she's been cut. She's bleeding. I really assumed that she was going to be talking to Dean the demon, but nope. It's yeah. Sam. Sam is torturing this demon, compromising his moral code if there's anything left of it to uh, try to figure out where Crowley is. And Sam looks like he is mad as hell at the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually he stabs um, her starts catching that blood yeah. into a cup and is like you need to call the demons so tell me what i need to know which is where is my brother and you could you know you could argue some of this is like a little bit like okay um because you know it's just also very intense and cliche but i honestly did not ups- uh, uh expect the the subversion here because when she's she's literally i think i wrote yeah she's like whatever soul you had whatever boy scout code you cuddle up to at night it's all gone leaving what look at you and i'm like oh shit here we go demon d baby let's see this and then boom just this fucked up sweaty sam (laughs) i was like oh damn oh damn sammy (laughs) yeah sam you on one right now sammy I think you can. I think it would be easy to dismiss this episode as like overly edgy. Um, most mm-hmm. for the most part, it it works for me. There's some things that I don't like that they do in this episode, but I'm 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 definitely on board with this. Some of these ideas, like Sam freaking out trying to find Dean, is is a very good place to be. And like this this whole thing is is pretty cool. Um, we immediately go into four weeks later, and then Sam uh, walks in with a uh, sling on his arm. Chris, we have seen yeah. Sam Winchester be knocked out 87,000 times. We've seen him thrown yep. through walls, through mm-hmm. into the closet, thrown out of the closet, into bookcases. We've seen him go down staircases. We've seen him be almost mortally injured a variety, just a huge variety of ways. Uh, what yeah. did he do that his arm now has to be in the sling for a little while? Some debacle with a demon in Castiel. If only Jared Padalecki were as invincible as Sam Winchester, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure the story, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, is that Jared was wrestling with Osric, the, the actor who plays Kevin. They were wrestling and he hurt himself doing that. That's the rumor that I remember hearing. I don't remember if that was a story. Um, and I'm not going to look it up because yeah, it's none of my business. That seemed, Look, that's too <laughs> wholesome to not be true. And uh, whatever the yeah. real reason is, I just want it to be him and Osric wrestling, having a good time. On, yeah. Like, Osric's, Osric's so, too, so tiny compared to Sam. Like, I, think, but he's, I think he's a martial artist, so he's like got uh, his shit together. And so he's, so he, he, can, he can get in under that reach and really fuck him up. Um, so yeah, like, I, uh, if I remember right, Sam's going to be in this sling for like several episodes. So like, it's, yeah, good, it's, like it's a little weird. season. Yeah. The dude's got like a legitimate injury. Um, but yeah, yeah, they make it work. Um, He's on so, the phone with Mike, our good old friend. Oh, Mike. I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't catch the name. I thought this <laughs> might be Carlos, but I think this is Carlos's brother, Mike. Yeah, Mike, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's Mike and Carlos, the the Hunter brothers that we know from um, all of their interactions with Sam and Dean over the last ten years. Yeah, these guys like ten out of ten backed up. Good dude backed hard. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Mike doesn't have any information. He's not seen Dean. They don't really know anything. 
Um, and Sam just hits the books. He's doing more research while he's listening yeah. to the uh, the police scanner, looking, listen, trying to pick up a call, trying to figure out where Dean is. Finally, he gets brooding. He gets a little. T- he gets a little broody, and he goes into Dean's room, going to sniff that pillow, and he finds the note mm-hmm. that Dean left. And it, the note just reads, "Sammy, let me go." Ooh, ooh. This is. They start to. They start to kind of subvert. I think. This, I think this is what this episode is probably trying to set up for us. That the person who becomes, I guess, more monstrous throughout all this, I think they're supposed to be saying, like, maybe it's Sam. Because uh, even though we we don't really see him do anything all that bad, we see Dean do plenty of bad things. But you think about, like, Dean, there's no, like, malice in Dean. There's no uh, real, like, choice saying, like, fuck you, I am gonna murder you because I... Whatever. You know, it's Dean is just, there's no inhibition anymore. Dean's going to drink. Uh, he's going to fuck. He's going to fight. It's just like all of his baser urges are just at the surface. He's just like a wild animal. You know, um, that's how I kind of am seeing this aspect of, of the demon in Dean. Whereas Sam is like, he's the human who's fallen to the, to these levels. A monster is just a monster, but a human is something else entirely. And I think that that's not going to be a thread that runs throughout the season or anything. I just think that it's interesting that they almost seem like they're setting that up in their behavior. Because mm-hmm. Dean is so like laid back and like, I don't give a shit, man. And then you got Sam on the phone with Crowley being like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I It's it's interesting to me because this is the first time I think we've seen somebody converted to be a demon. Like most of the time mm-hmm. we've seen people mm-hmm. being possessed by demons that were already have been demonized at some point in their, in their, in their soul's lifetime. Um, I was really surprised at the, the lack of demonic activity that Dean does in this episode. Like I kind of, at the end, disappointed at the end of season nine, when he opens his eyes, I was like, Oh shit, all bets are off. Like, remember when he went into hell and he tortured all those people? Like he's going to be right back to doing shit like that. Like we're going to be crazy, but this episode doesn't really deliver on those fronts. Like you mentioned, it's just his baser urges. It just feels like he's just like, Oh, well now I don't have to diet. <laughs> now I don't have to go to yeah. the gym every day. Yeah. Like now I don't, I'm and not going to go into work. I'm going to flip my boss off. Like it's very, right, it's very right. like, it's, it's very, you know, office space as, as opposed mm-hmm. to the omen, which is what I was hoping yeah. for. Yeah. And there is a sort of explanation and we'll get to that, I guess. But yeah, I was the, 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 the initial stuff really kind of set me off. I was like, well, I thought that this was going to be a little bit different, but, um, so Sam, he does some research. He mm-hmm. catches a case yep. about a John Doe who just who had turned up dead, murdered, I guess. Uh, they finally get an ID on him, and he was part of, what, like a religious cult? He went missing a while back, and basically it's all leading to signs of, hey, this guy was possessed by a demon. Um, yeah, he killed his he wife and killed. kids three years ago and had not been seen since until he turned yeah. up dead. So. so old Sammy, he gives his only friend a call, Castiel. Um, now... Everything that Castiel does in this is kind of funny because we get him just like half. He's gonna he's, he's disheveled. He's lying in bed with like one full thigh exposed because he's got his sheet turned away a little bit. He's just super like sexy. lounging, super sexy like, cast. Yeah, <laughs> lounging like a, like a like a rich debutante, just like oh, I can't be bothered. Get that one um, knee up like at a Playboy pose. <laughs> absolutely, like it's just it's just ten out of ten. Castiel lying in bed. Unfortunately, he's also very sweaty and very sick, and we don't yeah. really know what's going on with that. Uh, but it's so funny because sam calls him he's like hey i think i got a case something you know that kind of smells like perhaps demonic activity um Cass keeps coughing and shit uh 
and then Sarah's like, actually, you know, you know what? what? I'm you. good. I'm good. I was actually, um, I was actually totally wrong. I meant and, to call um, Mike and Carlos. I forgot that your number was right next to theirs. Yeah, You're, it was Castiel um, and Carlos. Are right. Ne- my bad. I meant to call Carlos. I'm sorry. He um he texted uh he 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 was texting with with Mike and Carlos and like yeah dude like come by we're gonna have this huge party and he was like cool 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 I'm gonna come with Cass and he calls Cass and he's on the phone with Cass and he, he gets the boop, boop, gets the buzz and they were like yo. Cass is not invited, dude. Like you gotta pull, you gotta pull out, dude. Pull out. And then so he was like, "Yeah, dude. Like I'll come swing by. I'll come pick you up." Like, and then he goes, "Oh, actually, um, you know what? Uh, duh, totally, uh, totally wrong. Uh, that's a different weekend. That's not this weekend. Uh, my bad. Gotta go." Sam's gonna hit him Cass- with that gr- gr- grimacing face. <laughs> yeah, face. Not Castiel. <laughs> Castiel's like, I know, I know you're going to a party tonight. Um, but then Castiel, he he takes the time and he says, um, you know, well, actually. Sam says something about how like we tried that uh, we tried working together mm-hmm. um, and Sam apparently doesn't blame Cass for whatever demon incident hurt Sam's shoulder. We don't know what it was, but he's not blaming Cass for that. Um, but he just says like, you know, us apparently we don't work well together doing on, on this mission. Um, Castiel still being the, the nice baby boy that he is asks how Sam is doing. He says, he also, Castiel says, also says that he uh, misses uh, Dean. Yeah, I, I miss him, I'm, Sam. I miss him. I miss, I him. miss him, Sam. Oh, poor Castiel. Uh, they both I wonder if Sam. Dean is, <clears throat> I think the quote here, still remotely clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess both of them assuming that he, you know, if he got up and left, um, because they don't know. Like, that's the thing here. We And we don't know that they don't know yet, but they really have no idea what happened to Dean. He just was dead, and then he disappeared out of the bunker. That's it. Yeah. So odds are Crowley had something to do with it because Crowley was around. Yep. Sam was trying to summon him. <laughs> About this time, um, the classic 90s one-hit wonder, I'm Too Sexy, kicks on. And we see that yeah. Dean is getting drunk and doing karaoke um, to much the displeasure of everyone who is watching him do karaoke. Uh, everybody this knows, was like, I think. This... In... <laughs> Go ahead. I was just because my heart like sank when this scene came on. I was like, oh, no, is this episode going to suck? <laughs> Because it, it just, I was expecting, I forgot, I was expecting like evil demon Dean, mm-hmm. not karaoke Dean. Yeah. And I know it's like, it's funny when you take it out of context, it's funny, but because it was so far from my expectations, I was very worried for a few minutes. Yeah, I, again, like I was looking forward to the omen, right? Like I mm-hmm. wanted to see evil Dean Winchester, not... Not like six beers, Dean Winchester, or anything right, like that. Right, and and that's and that's what we get for most of this episode is like the carefree, cut loose Dean Winchester who is apathetic towards everything. Like I don't feel like he's particularly demonic, and I honestly don't remember what happens with any of this stuff either. So I don't really, yeah. really remember how they wrap any of this up or whatever. And I'm not I'm not concerned about it. And it's not really a complaint just yet. It was just an right. expectation setting thing. So we just we just have like we have Bunker Boy, like full on like party boy Dean. That's all he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost Dean. like congratulations. Right. Frat everybody. boy Dean like he lost his job. He broke up with his girlfriend. He's just he's single now. He doesn't give a shit about anything anymore, man. He bought he's a Corvette party. <laughs> right. You got a toupee. <laughs> right. Um Thankfully, I think throughout this episode, we have flashes of maybe a slightly more human Dean and Mm -hmm. a slightly more demonic Dean. So I think we start to get hints that there is still some sort of conflict at play. It isn't all one way or the other, and it isn't all right there in the middle, just party boy. And so I think that it it gives us at least something to kind of play with and something to to wonder about. So Dean is singing this. Um, Everybody hates it. 
Um, everybody's booing him, inclu- including Crowley. And then we d- have a smash cut to him and a blonde woman who will be kind of the guest star of this episode. I believe her name is Anne Marie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they have just finished up doing the nasty and they are yeah. very impressed with themselves. They both like congratulate they, each, they each sure other are. how, how great they are. Um, and then Dean, because he is now demon Dean, uh, is basically like, Hey, look, don't get too attached. Okay. I'm just a drifter. I'm here for yeah. a couple of nights. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to go. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, and she rightfully looks at him as like, there are like a million different ways you could have said that better. And, and he just doesn't care. Like he, even like before when we would see him, um, what was the Valentine's day uh, drifter Christmas or whatever? Yeah, like he, right, he would, right. it really felt like a role that he was putting on. And like, he kind of genuinely would have emotions towards women that he would have sex with. Um, but like now it's just, it's just all bets are off. And he's like, you know, basically get out of my bed. Um, before we can really deal with that, Crowley barges in, um, and she's, and she knows Crowley. Like these two have been splitting a room together. Like they've been hanging out together. So like, it's not unusual for him to, for that to happen. Um, she leaves and Dean in the first instance of Wang in this episode puts on his shirt, but forgets to put his pants on. Yeah. It's literally the joke that we're always making about him, them just having, just having their dick out. Crowley T-shirt on, socks on, dick out. Dean Winchester's dick. Yeah. And also, like, we just saw his nipples a minute ago, and the scene before we saw Misha's nipples, and I'm like, yo, what is it going on in season 10? It's a very sexy episode. Yeah, there's a lot of nipples. I was going to try not to say the word nipples on this podcast. We have a history of hating on nipples. I didn't want to... I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring all that bad blood up or that bad, bad nipple energy, as we like to call it. But uh, I just can't help but feel like this. This whole episode was written by a 16 year old girl. <laughs> it. I mean, it's. It was written by Jeremy Carver. Like, right? Like, it's. Oh, okay. It, it's. It's. Um. Who has a 16 year old girl? So maybe he would just delegate it. I don't know. No, I don't have maybe. no idea. If, I don't know if Jeremy Carver has any any kids. I have no idea. Um, no, that was that was a very dismissive line of me, but no, it was just like that line about like, listen, sister, I'm just drifting through town. Like it's spelled out so literally. It's like, who, who was that aimed at? <laughs> like children? Yeah, and and again, it, it speaks to like my expectation versus reality of this episode, where they were like, oh, Dean can finally cut loose. Like he's going to be doing karaoke. That's something that normal Dean Winchester would never do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but that also that doesn't seem like anything demon Dean Winchester would do either. Like we've never seen. Like we've never seen any of these demons be like this, and uh, and, and maybe right. and hey, maybe baby demons are like we've also maybe never seen a baby demon before. Like I go back to um, Ruby, right? Ruby, yeah. like Ruby was an established demon just hopping through bodies, basically. So like she, maybe she had all the shit figured out and out of her system by now. Who knows? Anyway, who knows? Uh, Crowley is there to pull Dean into a game of demon foosball, and they lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. That's the, um, that's the whole thing. Right after they lose, though, we see Anne Marie uh, getting hassled by her boyfriend. Oh, she's been Uh-oh. cheating. Uh, Dean follows them outside, and then just proceeds to beat the shit out of the guy in front of her. Um, and you can tell, like at first, she's like, "Oh, cool!" Like he's he's standing up for me, and then like he doesn't stop hitting him in the face, and like and she's like, "Oh, I just had sex with a psychopath, and he's not my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I should do yeah. something about this." Yeah, he uh, yeah he just goes a little bit too far, and everybody's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> um, also, I forgot to I forgot to mention when Dean had his dick out earlier. Him and him and Crowley have a bitch jerk moment, like the thing. That oh Sam yeah, that's Dean true. Used to mm-hmm. always say to each mm-hmm. other, which is rude as fuck. How dare you? Um, okay, so anyway, yeah, back to that. Dean no, no. just goes way too hard. Chris, I want to get I want to I want to say this right now. You have my permission to go back to the scene 
where Dean has his dick out at any point in this podcast, you don't have to apologize. Okay. Like anytime you need to go back to it, like let me know. We can go back to it and discuss it. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll make a return, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Dean beats the shit out of this dude. It's, it's way too violent. Everybody, like, nobody does anything. They're just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, you need to chill out. I mean, and then there's just this bar, one. Would, would you do anything? Like, if you saw these No, two, you're not no. messing with Bunker Boy, dude. Bunker Fuck Boy no. chills here, like, 24-7. He won't leave. He literally won't leave. <laughs> He's been asked several times. He's been asked several times. This bar's open from apparently, like, noon to probably midnight, and he spends all the time there. Um, oh, this bar is definitely yeah, open from a ten thirty a.m. until that's what this oh, bar yeah. is. Like oh, you could yeah. you until, could see yeah. some real drunk people like drinking whiskey for breakfast up in this place. It's weird that Dean like does he does Dean sleep? Does Dean have to sleep? Because I like feel like like Sam didn't have a soul. He didn't have to sleep. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, there's there's like one suspicious dude who like the camera like zooms in on as Dean walks around. <laughs> him. Shot's so weird. Yeah, like yeah, it's such a it's a very weird shot. But like all right, cool. Guess he'll come up later. He does. Um. Chris, do you know what this episode yeah, I, is missing though? What it's missing? It's missing more dick. <laughs> I need to, I need to it, see more dick. There's a little bit more dick. Well, you know what? I might have something for you, Jeremy, because this next scene, Ooh, um, with tell me more, tell with, me more. Uh, Castiel at his like hotel room or his apartment, wherever Castiel is, uh, he gets a knock on his door. He comes to answer it, and it's Hannah. It's the angel from mm-hmm. last season. We spent a lot of time with Hannah. Didn't, didn't she um, die already? No, she still hasn't died, it turns out. Um, she's in more of a management role now. Things are get, looking up for Hannah. Um, unfortunately for Castiel, he came to the um, he came to the door with his robe completely open and his, uh, his cock out, as, um, as they would say. And um, she's like, um, Castiel, um, your schlong is, uh, is exposed. And he goes, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. This Castiel voice, and he has to wrap his bathroom up. And she's like, "Wow, you look like shit. What the fuck is happening?" And Hannah fills him in on um, after taking a long, lingering look at that at that super cool Jimmy Neutron dick, which I'm sure is is very nice looking. Um, Hannah fills him in on what's been happening in heaven. The angels have all kind of restructured. Marvin is permanently locked away, and um, but. They have some rogue angels who are refusing to come back to the bosom of heaven. And uh, some of them have killed the angels that have come looking for them. So she's she wants to get Castiel to come with her to talk to these angels and convince them to come back in heaven. Um, and Castiel agrees, but like he is super sick the entire time. Like this dude is not like he's like got walking pneumonia at this point. Yeah, he's not really holding it down. Um, yeah, what is so Hannah, other than just giving us like a recap, that's like what? Okay, uh heaven we're, we're trying again marv's in jail let's go kill some angels yeah pretty much yeah that's it yeah um she says well i guess she says it's like it's castiel's job to punish these angels because he's i guess they still look to him uh, as a leader mm, for uh, reasons because i just saw that sweet sweet castiel dick and now i want to be around a little bit more often yeah. what's up castiel a, yeah yeah what's up cast gonna need you to get in the car with me buddy you sound like you have the walking death but that dick look good that dick look good though <laughs> dick do look good um <laughs> This next scene is is really weird to me. Like the way that we cut back and forth from this is is very strange. So we have Sam who arrives at the police station to find out what happened to uh, Drew, who he suspects was a demon, um, and he finds out there's some video footage of it. Uh, meanwhile, this guy that the camera zoomed into like goes to confront Dean in the current timeline. And then, like, we go back and forth between these two scenes of Dean beating out. And I'll be honest with you, Chris. Are these angels or demons at this point? Do you, I mean, like, 
you have any idea? Like, can you tell anymore? No clue. They're okay. all the same. Yeah, there, it's it's it's. I just I don't know. Like I was to the point where when Dean stabs one of them, I was like, well, there's a flash. Do demons flash? No, demons flash too. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> oh, it's very hard to keep up with all that. Mm-hmm. Um. So Dean is at a in the video is at a convenience store and gets attacked by Drew and Drew gets beat the fuck down. Um, and then in real life, in the current like timeline, Dean is also doing the same thing to this like biker angel slash demon guy. Yeah, I think that they're supposed to be angels, even though they have uh, or they're supposed to be demons, even though they have angel blades, because they are followers of Abaddon, who Crowley is convinced to go after Dean. Yeah, and we'll find that out in a few minutes. I just like they all. Everybody has angel blades now. Like, just give the demons yeah. a blade. Like, like let Crowley right. figure out like a real cursed version of that shit, right? Yeah. So the thing that happens at the at the end of this is that um, Sam asks to be alone with the video, and as he's kind of going through it frame by frame, he sees uh, Dean's eyes, and they are black. So he knows that either Dean has been possessed, or yeah. I think that's what he assumes at this point is that Dean is possessed by a demon. Yeah. Um, is this, is this where Sam talks to? No. All right. Cause, okay. No, 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 no. This is where we get to see uh chief blowhard, right? I don't get like introduced this guy. to who is fucking, this dude? Um, Mike cannon face or some bullshit. He is just this, like, he's just sorry, sorry to this man. He's a fucking low rent Jeremy Renner looking dude. Who's just working out talking to his family, just like regular old chud. I'm just like, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, here we, here we fucking go. What, what do we got going on here? Um, and he receives a fax from the police, I guess, um, because they now have a picture of presumably Dean. Um, and this guy is now going to want to go after him because we see him go to his locker and like suit up with like tons of guns and shit. So presumably he's a hunter. That's kind of what they're leading us to believe, but obviously, I don't think that's true. This, um, all of the lead up to this, like the kid bringing in the facts while he's uh, doing the doing all his workouts, like the mom, his wife, like is that him? And then like immediately starts crying. Like it's very weird. Like military pictures in the background. It's very strange. And this dude has it's a whole thing. As somebody that used to have the worst facial hair in the world, I'm just gonna say this guy, <laughs> this guy has some real bad facial hair. Like I'm sure he's a he's a he's a, He's a much, much better looking guy without this facial hair. So yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Um, also, the V neck, which we know how you feel about those. I was so distracted by the facial hair, I did not even. You see didn't, the even the I didn't even well, notice the V neck. Didn't even notice the V neck. He's got a jacket on later on, and the jacket is zipped just up to the bottom of the V neck, so you still get the V. How fucking frustrating oh, is that? Jesus shit? Christ, that's so bad. I hate that. I hate it. Um, from there we go to Castiel and Hannah. They're driving Castiel's old car that kind of looks like him. It's beige and sickly. Um, <laughs> is this, is this the hoopty for, that he was driving around in it, like, in the last season? I think this is the one that he was, like, hanging out at the playground with. Yeah, uh, it's, it's um, the one, well, it's the one with all of the rap speakers and, like, it's got the hydraulics yes. that he can bounce yes. around. Yeah, this is the same car. I love it. I love that they he's, held on he's to He's consistent. This. He's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hannah's getting car sick for some reason. I guess that's that's a gag um sure why not she says that um 
well, this is where she's like, yeah, Castiel, you look like you're dying and you need to get some grace. Um, but Castiel says killing other angels is not worth him. He doesn't, he doesn't believe that anybody else should die just so that he can get more grace. Like that doesn't, that doesn't compute to Castiel because Castiel's a, a self-sacrificial kind of guy. He's not mm-hmm. putting himself before anybody else. Um, but Hannah doesn't really like what she hears. She's just like, oh, suddenly I'm not feeling ill anymore. Let's get back in the car. Hmm. Hmm. And there's also uh, when they get um, back in the car. There's also a conversation about Hannah being like, you know, you were the reason that we were here, and like, we we need you and all this stuff. And she's like, and he's like, actually, you're the reason Marv is in prison. Like, you're you're the reason that this all happened. Like, you're you you were more than able to k- take care of this yourself. Yeah, he's like, stop giving me the credit. Stop trying to use me as your figurehead. Like, y'all are capable enough on your own. Uh, from there, we go back to Sam, who is interviewing the store clerk at the convenience store where uh, Dean killed that angel. This dude is extremely excited to be an extra on Supernatural. <laughs> like, I've never mm-hmm, seen mm-hmm. an actor be this excited to be on Supernatural before. He's giving it his all. <laughs> he really, like, he wants to turn this into the new Bobby, and it's not going to happen. He, he is wants, not he, the new this Bobby. This guy thinks he's the new Bobby. And he's, he's like, the 100%. new Garth, please, even just the new Garth. Nope. No, not, nope. it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. dude. Nope. Not going not to happen. New, um. The new Irv, oh. anything. Nope, nope, not even the new Tracy. Like, can she? Not she's even still the alive. new Tracy, dude. <laughs> she's still alive. Yeah. Um. So I just want to point out, Sam's hair has been a little bit all over the place this episode, but in this scene, mm-hmm. I thought it looked, it, I thought it looked fresh. It looked great. He's looking good, good in the scene. Okay. Um. This guy is referring to Dean as the porn guy because mm-hmm. when he came in, he asked, "Where's the porn?" Um, and he describes this fight and everything that happened, and he's super excited about it. He's really impressed by Dean. And Sam is like, well, where did he go? And where did, what car was he driving? What was he doing? And the guy's like, I, I don't know, man. And you could tell Sam is super frustrated. And I love this dude's response. He's like, you mean, I, I, do you really think that I saw all of this? A man kill another man in one of the most violent ways possible? And he, you think I did a field survey at that point? No, yeah, I fucking yeah. ran and hid. I'm as scared as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dude's like, he's got that dude, but like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of deserved. Um, so thankfully, this dude is also like, oh yeah, the murdered guy left his cell phone. <laughs> uh, can you just bring it down to the cops? Because like you're one of them, right? So he gives Sam the cell phone. Good for him because now Creepy. he can look at the calls. <laughs> uh, and he sees there was a call from a number there. So being Sam, he calls it back. And sure enough, it was Crowley. Um, and we learn through this converse- conversation between Sam and Crowley that Crowley was in fact the one sending these guys after dean i don't know if crowley explains why he was doing that but he, he's he's sending for whatever reason some of abaddon's followers after dean um and dean's just been killing them one by one yeah he'll explain it to dean in a few minutes but not, he's not he doesn't explain it to sam here there's some really funny lines in this uh when sam is like i can't believe you have a demon possessing my brother i'm gonna kill you for this and he's like actually that's really your brother um and like like heck you've been a demon i'm the demon we've all been demons before because yeah. i'm like don't yeah. worry about it it's really funny yeah. and good to me um so i think i actually wrote down that exact same line <laughs> i was just like, oh what's this quote yeah that's it um uh and then he, but he says uh oh yeah he says you don't care that he's a demon heck you've been a demon we've all been demons you care that he's with me and having the yeah. time of his life he's treating sam like he's like the jealous ex not even like whatever because sam's doing the whole i'm gonna save dean or die trying i'm gonna kill you dead 
Crowley makes him fu- makes fun of him for that line. Crowley just sort of just very kind of almost dismissive of Sam. Yeah, absolutely. It's just and it's really funny because of that line that uh, from the last season where he told Dean like, "Oh, you're treating Sam like your wife," which makes me your mistress. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And it's really playing out like just like that over here. Um, Sam does the whole Taken thing, which the Wikipedia ex- insists is a reference to Taken. Like the "I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you." I don't. I think that's just a dialogue thing. Like I don't think Taken has the fucking patent on that. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um, Who knows? And uh, Crowley hangs up on him, but Sam was using his other smarter phone to track the call down. And I really like all of this UI bullshit with Sam, like tapping the place and getting the name of the bar and all of the yeah. like the weird like animated stuff. Like it's tracking. That's just very funny to me. I love all that stuff. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just we just it's fine. It's fine. He tracked Crowley, and if and if you track Crowley, Crowley probably let you track him. Yeah. Um, but now he has the location of where Crowley and Dean are, which is like that's a pretty big deal. Um, so, oh, this is, this is where I wrote down some of the thoughts I think that I was trying to express earlier, where, like, Sam is almost being betrayed as the one who is, like, a little bit more unhinged and a little bit more, um, like, chaotic, and we don't know what he's gonna do next, because there's no malicious intent with Dean, right? He's just, it's just violence without inhibition, it's just, it is what it is, um, but Sam is the one who is cracking under the imp- under the pressure and he's being fueled by his own hatred and his desire for revenge and as we've seen throughout the years that's never a good look for sam it never works out for him yeah it's it's and i, I like this like the difference between these two i like this comparison i like this contrast um because i very much went into this expecting like oh sam is going to be super sad and maudlin about all of this like he basically killed kevin in last season like his hands killed kevin um castiel super sick the heaven thing is wrapped up like and dean has gone off with crowley i didn't expect sam to go hardcore like this and i really like that and i did not expect dean to be just not so not hardcore about this yeah so yeah. The, the contrast here I, th- I get what they're going for and I, and I dig it i'm just again having to realign my expectations of like oh you're not getting super evil dean you're just getting kind of shitty frat boy dean like i still have to like align that to my in my in my head (laughs) he's just getting misogynist dean (laughs) oh god dude we're we're gonna have to get into some of that in a minute um yeah castiel and hannah show up at this like nice like campsite and uh, looking for one of these two angels that uh hannah says has killed some other angels um and this dude is like sitting up here fishing and he asked Castiel is like, what are you fishing for? And the guy is like, oh, I'm a fisher of men. <laughs> like it's, it takes a lot longer than that, but it's like a five paragraph <laughs> metaphor about what he's doing and what Castiel yeah. is doing. Yeah. It's, it's but really on the nose. It's a lot, but he's basically just like, we're just trying to chill the fuck out, dude. Like we didn't want any trouble. Um, and then these angels came and they said that they were going to force us to leave or kill us. Like there was, cause they had their orders and you know how angels are about their orders. They have to follow them. So they had to kill them. They, it was self-defense. They had, they had no choice. It was either mm-hmm. do what they say or die. And they, they weren't interested in doing what they said or dying. So they had to fight back. Um, and Cass is like, Hmm. Okay. I see. I understand. This is, this is a difficult situation. I'm trying to mediate here, but Hannah is like, no, we got to kill them. Like he killed our, our, our angels. We got it. We got to kill this dude. But Cass is like, no, 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 no. Let's how about we roast? How about we roast marshmallows first? I haven't yeah, been out here since I got. I haven't been out here since that chick rescued me and married me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These were those exact same bones. I thought my name. What was his name? I thought my name was Emmanuel. 
It's uh, this is where Randy Will used to hang out with Lydia or whatever her name was, who yeah, I've never whatever. thought about again until this exact moment. He's like, but she told me lots of great ghost stories by the campfire, and I've been kind of adding my own little flavor to it. And this is the perfect opportunity, I think, for me to share some of those ghost stories with y'all. I, Daniel, I took, Mar- <laughs> I took Mars typewriter, and I've been doing yeah. a little work since I've been a little a sick. Little you know, I've been trying to put out a little content for everybody, and uh, I'm the, ready to debut want it. The fans to get to get thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Castiel, yeah. like um, and subscribe. And Daniel, this angel, he's like, yeah, I'm down. And Han's like, I don't know. I'll eat marshmallows, but I don't know about these ghost stories. Um, and then we cut back to Crowley telling Dean, yeah, actually, it was me sending those demons after you to fight you. Because, and this is, this is a pretty good uh, lore beat here that we need to pay attention to. The mark of Cain must be satiated. Otherwise, Dean will go full demon. There will no longer be a rational thinking Dean anymore. It will just be like crazy demon. Even though we see demons thinking rationally literally every single episode of this television show they're all demon lackeys they all have jobs and like orders and they follow them and it's fine Mm -hmm. so but i guess this is this is different because obviously crowley kind of wants to keep dean in check because he wants him as an ally and i don't know if dean would go like full night of hell or what exactly he would turn into if he didn't satiate that that hunger or if it would just make him kill and kill and kill like he would kill without discrimination if he didn't have um some powerful foes to take down i don't really know we're not going to get the semantics of it we're not going to get the specifics of it but i i can at least appreciate the idea that crowley is sending these demons along to probably on the one hand take care of some of abaddon's followers and on the other hand keep dean in line sort of i'm um in my head canon like Dean becoming a full demon would be a huge deal, not only for the like strength of Dean's spirit and like his team free will kind of situation, but also because he was supposed to be, he was literally like designed by the angels to be the vessel for Michael. So, mm-hmm. you know, having that turn into a demon, having that spirit corrupted is, would be a huge thing, I think. And like Knight of hell, King of hell, whatever. Like, I, I really feel like that would be a, a bigger deal than just like, Ruby or Crowley selling like his, right. his soul for a couple of inches of dick, like whatever that is. Right. Like I feel like this would be a, a bigger deal. Dean is upset that um, Crowley lied to him. Um, I would be upset that you're kind of caught in between this human and demonic thing. Like that doesn't seem good for anybody, but you know, whatever. Um, and Crowley yeah. wants to talk about their professional future. So obviously Crowley like has plans for this and Dean is totally not interested. He's like, yeah, I just, I just want to hang out here and do karaoke and drink and have sex with this woman that I'm going to like be really mean to later. Yeah. Um, also, I noted here that Dean's hair I thought looked really great in this episode. They let it be a little bit. Uh, he, he has more hair. He doesn't. He's not buzzing it to a zero all the time yeah. uh, when he's demon Dean. He's hanging out a little bit. Um, so yeah, Dean is just like, no, I just wanna, I just wanna howl at the moon. That's what we said last season. We're just gonna, we're gonna get wild and we're not, we're gonna live freely and not do this. Uh, make the perfect hell bullshit um and and yeah so crowley now has to be like okay well fine um your brother moose is tracking us down right now so he's gonna come here so yeah unless you want to deal with it then we gotta hit the road also Um, but dean is obviously like just just want to break in for a minute because crowley's response is like oh yeah we've howled and then he goes on to imply that they did like a bunch of threesomes together which is really fucking weird <laughs> to me like I'm, that's yeah. not that's not a bit like that, there's i don't remember what the line is but like there is a line where he's like you know we've we've shared a bunch of women or whatever it was in that like crowley voice it's it's very weird and and not great and i'm like what why are you guys having three why is dean having threesomes they shared with a, a room dude <laughs> 
there's just a lot of weirdness going on. Um, I I guess that's why I wasn't surprised to see Dean's dick at the beginning of the episode. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, this ain't my first rodeo. Um, Man, weird. But yeah, so Dean figures out, he's like, obviously, if Sam tracked your phone, you let him track your phone because you're fucking Crowley. You don't do things by accident. And um, so that's sort of that's sort of Crowley's like uh, incentive to be like, let's get the hell out of here. Now we see Sam and he's driving in the dark. Uh, He's heading presumably to go find uh, Dean and Crowley and his car breaks down. He pulls Uh-oh. over to the side of the road, and then we start getting like our creepy story, like from Reddit, like the typical, like my car broke down on the side of the road, uh, and a strange car pulled up behind me. Because uh, yeah, these like headlights are there, and it's Workout Boy from earlier. It's fucking uh, low rent Jeremy Renner. It's and cold. At first, Trenton, I wasn't Chris cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Sorry. I. Oh, like I, the first time you said that, I thought you were just making that up, and then nope. you repeated it, and I realized, nope, that's that guy's name. Nope. Um. He actually do. I have to say for this scene, the guy's being like friendly, but friendly in like a creepy way. And, and Sam isn't like reading any bad vibes off of him, which is weird because um, he thinks, oh, this dude's just like here to help me. Uh, my car broke down. But it is actually doing a pretty good job of like building tension. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's like the, the Cole Trenton, whatever, is standing in front of his own headlights. You can literally see him in silhouette. And um, he... Sam's talking about, yeah, my car broke down out here. And the dude's like, oh, yeah, let me give you a hand with that. Uh, and then he's like, oh, there's your problem. And there's the kill switch is this fucking flashing light that he put on his, uh, <laughs> his engine. And Sam's like, how did that get there? And he's like, yeah, I put it there. And then he knocks Sam out. Sam, like, he does try to reach for his gun. Um, but Sam gets knocked out. That fucking brain trauma, dude. The guy makes a, a mention about, oh, he must be a righty because his right arm is in the sling and he wasn't able to reach with his right arm for the gun. Mm-hmm. Um We've seen Sam whip with that gun pulling that sucker out. He whips in that thing. Um, but we, but yeah, we've already this established this guy has military training, right? Like he's been right. in the he right. was a Marine, like in the in a picture in the background. He's got like hardcore weapons. He's got a kid that he yeah. takes care of. Like he is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, um I will say, like to your point of creepiness, like the actor is doing a really good job of balancing out the like, oh hey, I'm I'm a nice dude versus oh hey, I'm a super creepy guy that's helping you do this. Like it's I think it's a really good balancing act and the and the actor really does sell it. For as much shit as we gave him about his like shitty shitty facial hair. Like it's actually yeah. a, a genuinely good scene. I, I like this quite a bit. Cause I couldn't like I did remember that Sam was gonna get tied up by this dude, but I didn't know if it was going to be like here and now. Um, so I was, I was really wondering like, oh, is he going to track Dean by following Sam now or something? Like I, I was legitimately kind of wondering what might happen here. Um, but yeah, he, he gets clocked out and then it's back to Dean who is getting drunk. He's doing more karaoke. Um, the girl from earlier that he was hooking up with, she comes into his room to check on him. She tries to give him some water. She's just being a genuinely nice person. Um, there's a, they, there's they a scene a... right before this and I, I learned a new expression the other day, so I just want to share it. Uh, but Dean is at doing the karaoke thing and the guy comes over and is trying to like, um, like get him to stop doing karaoke. Do you know what that guy's like? That guy is called no, <laughs> a KJ. What? Like, I guess it's a karaoke jockey as opposed to a disc jockey, like a DJ. 
Interesting. I, I, I heard someone mention like, oh, and that's when the KJ came over and told us to stop doing blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, did you just say KJ? Excuse me? What the fuck? I thought you were going to say like the Killjoy or something. No, right. that, that's the guy that runs the karaoke spot. Anyway, please. Yeah, yeah. So, Interesting. Um, this shit comes in Dean's room and then I'll let you continue. She she tries to yeah give him some water, be nice. And like kind of the, the way this conversation breaks down, she was like, you know, I thought that you were kind of a bad boy with the, you know, a bad attitude. But underneath that, I thought that you might actually be a good guy um, and you're just acting tough. But you're not. You're not a good guy. And you're not just acting tough. You're just kind of a shithead. Um, I didn't write down what he said, but he says some I think he calls her a skank. He calls he says her some really skank. shitty stuff to her. Mm-hmm. And. All of that, it's like he's being an asshole, he's being a misogynist, but the worst part of this yep. is that is mm-hmm. that when she says, I'm going to walk mm-hmm. out of here thinking I deserved that. Because she's like, you know, I thought when you beat up that guy for me, for the first time I felt like somebody had my back, that somebody was doing something nice for me because of me. And then she's like, nope, then I realized it wasn't for me at all, you're just a fucking psycho and you wanted to beat the shit out of somebody. Had nothing to do with me whatsoever. Um and I'm after he says all these mean things, she says, I'm going to walk out of here thinking I deserved that. And that is the realest line that I've heard from Supernatural in a long time, because that is like that is like an abuse victim who's just yep. like taken so much shit that they legitimately like believe that they deserve it. And it's it's just it's super, super sad. And I don't know why it's in this episode. Um, it just it just hurts. And it, 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 to the that line almost looks like it has an effect on Dean. Yeah. Like he he doesn't say anything after that. And I wonder if that is supposed to be stirring whatever last remnants of humanity are in him because it's such a such a real and sad thing to say. And it's weird because like they they do a lot of like character work for this chick. Like they give her kind of a backstory. They show that her and Dean have had this like very brief but intense relationship. She she has this line that she mentioned that's really a, a powerful line and like evokes this entire past and this entire trauma that she's had to she's had to live through but this is the only episode she shows up in like we're not going to get another Anne marie episode or anything so like it's it's kind of weird that they do that very much don't like him he doesn't specifically call her a skank he just says he's the kind of dude that comes into town and and bangs a lot of skanks or something like that but like directly implying that she is one of those quote-unquote skanks um yeah not that that like i'm not letting dean off for that or anything and this is obviously like no holds barred frat boy Dean coming out to play. <laughs> um, and I know like that's, I guess that's something that the writers think that Dean would do, but uh, it's, it's just really weird. And I, I kind of, I just, I, I don't like it, but the, yeah. the, her line, like you mentioned is really powerful and really great. Um, and I think that's the last time we see her. Like, I think we, from here we go back over to the campsite where Cassiel and Hannah are hanging out with this angel, Daniel, when his partner, this woman shows up, whose name I did not did not write down. I think it's um, Mia, maybe. Sure. Maybe Dar? I don't know. Dean is, or Castiel is just about to finish up his ghost story when they hear a rustling in the bushes. Not only does it startle Castiel, but then he doesn't even get to finish his story. This is like the Childish Gambino song, Bonfire, where like, he, yeah. the guy's tried to, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, like the woman shows up. She says they are definitely not going back to heaven. Castiel asked, like, I was literally at the end. Like, the guy's about I to was, get in the car. I, what are you doing? Um, and then everyone jumps up and grabs their angel blades, and it's and Castiel's trying to get them to stop killing each other. But it's it's time to fucking kill everybody. Yep, because he's trying to mediate. He's trying to stop the fight from happening. 
Um, but Hannah is going to kill Mia, if that's her name. And then Daniel has to come in and try to protect his friend to kill Hannah. So then Cass has to come in and he kills Daniel. And it's like they were just bonding. Daniel like was giving really positive feedback. And he seemed like super genuine about liking the ghost story. Like he didn't seem like he was bullshitting him. Um, and Cass was like, honestly, like I really miss Dean. But like I feel like I have a new bud now. Like everything is going to work out. We're going to peace on earth you know peace between the angels mm-hmm. and all and all mm-hmm. hell breaks loose and he's just you know he's sad um but this this other angel she cuts castiel open and then she runs away uh and like as soon as like the bushes stop like rustling a little bit hannah's like we gotta go after him and he's like no she's gone she's on the other side of those bushes <laughs> i can't <laughs> like she's can't. she could be so close but they Look, just don't chase after her i got married over there and i don't want to kill somebody in the same spot okay like let's yeah. let's let her go for now we'll come back and find her later she's an angel they are not so good at hiding fast. he gives up so fast he's, no she's gone like no she's not there's just some bushes there go chase after her. hannah could do it not you because you're wounded but she could the angel's name by the way the lady angel is definitely dar d-a-r it's dar where did i get mia i have no idea man but i i mean her name should have been mia that's you've a been, re- you've been you reading a lot me. of dark tower <laughs> i don't know i don't even know um so let's see. Let's see. We oh we go, go back to um Cole Tritton Sam and Cole trained. Yeah, he was pulling a uh, a hooded Sam into a barn that I feel like we've seen about twelve times in this season, yeah. uh, or not the season yeah. in the series. Um, dry, dry wood barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ties him down to a chair. He's still hooded. Damp hay barn. I, I guess it's the, it's the damp hay barn. Yes. Uh, Sam wakes up and the guy's like. Um, says something about breaking his arm i have a note but i don't actually remember oh he about says this. how's your how's your chicken wing oh that's what it is and then he tells the story about him and his brother cole and his brother like they did something and riding a bicycle and he broke his arm and it hurt like a son of a bitch or, or whatever like i don't yeah. It's, dude, yeah um we try to like humanize him and like that also that's the nicest thing he does it's like yeah dude like i had to knock you out like it's not like hope your hope your arm's okay. Like I'm yeah. not trying to fuck your whole shit up, but like <laughs> you're we enormous, got some work to do and, here. I, and I had to drag you yeah. by myself. So like I had to do something. <laughs> what this dude is basically telling us is that he's not a monster. He's a douche, but he's not like a psychopathic monster. He's not even like Gordon when Gordon captured Sam and was like, "I'm gonna hurt you and I'm gonna lead your brother here or whatever," you know, mm-hmm. um, or the other way around. Maybe it was when Dean was captured. Um, yeah, this uh, this guy he just he's like he's like yeah, I want Dean. I'm after him, Sam. Just he assumes um, that this guy is a hunter and he says as much as the dude, but he's like, yeah, fine. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm a hunter. Dean's the prey. Um, He says like him and Dean go way back, but he doesn't actually talk about like what, if anything actually happened. Um, And then he says, um, oh yeah, yeah. He's not, so he's, he's not necessarily a hunter. He's just, just going after Dean. Uh, Sam says that he looks like what does he say he should go back to the army recruiting ad that spit you out in the first place because nice. Dean is a monster Dean he's a li- he's a monster and he'll fucking kill you dude um, but old um, but Hawkeye here is just like nah dude nah I got it I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna kill him we're gonna call him we're gonna get him on the phone and uh, before we can do that we have to go check in with Castiel and Hannah um, they are both wounded in Castiel's hoopty Hannah wants to report this to the angels and Castiel is like kind of not even hearing her. He's just really upset that more angels had to die. Um, Hannah says, you know, if we don't have these rules, if we don't enforce these rules, then there will be chaos. And I like this a lot. And out of chaos comes angels like Naomi, Bartholomew and Metatron. 
and I really like the fact that Hannah is paying just just a tiny bit of goddamn attention to the the, the show, to the series, and to the <laughs> events of, that happen. Like, no, 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 we have to do this because like those were all mistakes. Like, even though in the context of Supernatural, like Naomi kind of went broke good right at the very end. Like Bartholomew and Metatron were both bad, and Naomi did a lot of bad things to Castiel before she broke good. So. Um, I just really like that she's like calling this out and like, no, we have to have these rules. Like we have to have this or else they're going to be chaos. And Castiel responds to that. And it's like, well, you know, it's not all like chaos isn't all bad. Like you still have these things that are, that we, you can get out of that, like art and hope and love and dreams. And she's like, yeah, that, that's all human stuff. And he's like, yeah, human stuff. <laughs> that's what I want. That's, that's all I'm into nowadays. Human stuff. Human stuff. Hunter stuff. I mean, yeah. Human Hunter stuff. stuff. Um, and then it's back to Dean. And Dean is getting a phone call from who he thinks is Sam. And I'm super yep. surprised that he would even answer it. But I think he's at this point where, like, we're just blowing town because I, I you think that you're about to roll up on me. So he, he answers the phone, prepared to talk some shit. He's like, look all you want, but I'm long gone. Um, but it's not Sam. It's uh, Hawkeye. And he's got Sam's phone. It's that. Yeah. He, um, he, so Dean Dean's first question is, like, oh, it's... Is, is my brother dead? Um, he asks it in a very flat way that you don't know if that would make him angry or, or what. I think that if the guy had said, yeah, I killed your brother, Dean would be like, all right, I'm going to come kill you. And that would be it. Like he wouldn't like he wouldn't yep. be mad about it. But I, th- I think mm-hmm. he would get revenge for Sam just like on principle, but not yep. out of like mm-hmm. a, any kind of emotional thing. Um, but yeah, the dude says, you know, as long as you don't uh, – or as long as you show up, you know, I want to meet you. We're going to go toe to toe. Um, then Sam will live and there's not going to be a problem. And Dean immediately goes, yeah, no, there's no meetup. We're not doing this. There's just a 100% guarantee that I will kill you. It, Dean, it, Dean, it, it doesn't matter. Dean's just gonna, he's going to kill this dude. He's like, go ahead and do what you need to do. Um, I mean, he straight up calls this dude's bluff and it's like, you just kill Sam, like do it. And I will kill you. Like that's going to happen. Like there, that's, yeah. there's like, there's no doubt in the universe that this will happen. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, uh, what's his name? Cole puts Sam on a speakerphone because Dean's like, how do I know you didn't already kill him? Uh, <laughs> Sam refuses to speak because he's not playing this game. Um, so the guy just hits Sam instead and we hear Sam shout, you know, grunt or whatever. So it's Sam who's saying, like, just let me go, dude, because no, God damn it. My, my, me- <laughs> my notes, this one paragraph, I just wrote he, 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 he. Who? Who is he, Chris? You don't do that right. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> clarify your pronouns dog. okay here we go i got the pronouns um i'm leaving all this shit in this isn't going to the outtakes yeah no that's fine that's fine so he's dean says something about to cole about saying like if he knows one thing he knows that i am a man of my word so let him go or don't i don't give a shit kill my brother or don't i don't give a shit but ask my brother ask sam because he will tell you that I'm a man of my word and I'm going to do what I just told you I was going to do. Uh, and then the phone call ends and we're left with Cole here being like, ah, what the fuck do I do? I kidnapped a dude. This was my whole plan. I had this whole thing staged out and it has not worked. Um, and that's just definitely a subversion of what we're used to on Supernatural. One boy gets captured and the other boy comes to save them. They play into the enemy's hands every single time. But this time Dean's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is like a like a turn, right? Like that this is a change and this is a, a symptom or a sign of Dean's kind of disconnect from humanity, even though we found out that he's not full demon yet. Because mm-hmm. like one of my questions during this thing uh, was like, why is it Dean teleport? Like that's the first thing that I would do when if I was a demon, I'd be like, oh, I could teleport anywhere in the world. Let's do this. Like I'm yeah. I'm uh, I'm here for this. But like apparently th- this is this is a changing process, so he has to go through this thing. And um, I'm I'm really interested in how this is going to affect Dean over the long term. Like this kind of laissez-faire attitude towards Sam or really anything in his life is just is kind of interesting to me. I want to I do want to see him go more dark though. I need to see dark Dean. I want to see. Dark I need Dean, to see Chris. some dark Dean. Yeah, I need to see some dark Dean, and I think that we will see some dark Dean. I certainly hope so. Definitely not talking about dark Dean Dick though. That's not. No, that's not what I'm talking. We don't about. need it anymore. I'm all set. Um. But yeah, because because I I think I remember feeling a little bit disappointed with his behavior because I I wanted Dark Dean. I wanted something sinister. I wanted something scary. And I think that we do get there because I think that that Jensen does a really good job portraying a slightly different character, essentially. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to what we're going to get to because I don't I don't think that this is the be all end all of what his demon Dean attitude is going to be. It's just this is this is our stepping off point. And part of me is happy that they subverted my expectations um, with both the boys. So I can't I can't totally complain because they Supernatural sometimes falls into the same traps, same habits, um, patterns. So it's cool to see them going outside of what I expected, even though I'm like, wait, but I want this. I want I want Evil Dean and I'm not getting it. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? You're doing your own thing. You're doing something different than what I would have done. And so that at least keeps me entertained. Yeah. And I'm I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic about this season. Like I, mm-hmm. um, this isn't exactly the opener that I wanted. I, I wanted, as you were describing something a little darker, um, but it it sets the stage for some interesting players. It sets the stage for some interesting dynamics between Sam and Dean. And I kind of want to know what Crowley's up to. Like Crowley seems to have been playing this long game since season nine. And I want to see that come to fruition. I want to see exactly what he's trying to do, because like, if you think about it, He's got a what could be a potentially very powerful demon in his back pocket. He's slowly but surely using that that potential demon to mow through the competition. And at the same time, it seems to be having just a bunch of group sex. So, like, that's a pretty solid plan, right? Like, overall, yeah, that's yeah. that's a solid plan. Um, if you can work a threesome into your demonic, you know, <laughs> demonic <laughs> intentions, like, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Again, it's... I don't think that this is like a blow away blowout episode. Like I think some of our season openers I always go back to season two, episode one. Like that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. season openers mm-hmm. of all time. Um, this is definitely not that like this. I feel like this is kind of a weak season opener for me, but I liked it. Like I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty good. Any, uh, any final thoughts? No, uh, no, I think I'm good. No, yeah, good. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for everyone who donates over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, again, thank you for, to all of the, all of you for, uh, making that, that latest goal happen. You'll be, um, in July will be the first month that we'll be put out two extra episodes of monster weeks presents. Um, so yeah, definitely. We really, really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode of monster of the week and the episode of supernatural, which is teased by saying Crowley tells Dean, the Mark needs to be fed. Uh, and that just already happened in this episode, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. So <laughs> this will be a okay. fun one to cover. Cool. Uh, <laughs> you could um, you could talk to me at JG Greer, Chris. You are no, I'm yeah, at Local great. Bones. 
Uh, the podcast is at MOTWCast. You can find links to all of that at monsteroftheweek.cool. Be sure to check out our emoji podcast, thinkingface.cool, as well. It's a very fun, short form, three times a week episode uh, that's just a lot of fun to, to do. Awesome. And I think and it's a lot of fun for people to listen to. Um, with that, all of that said, we'll see you next week, everybody. Adios. so dark in this room i don't know why i didn't turn the light on <laughs> i've got um i'm slowly but surely like getting motion sensors and new lights for all of the rooms in the house so when you walk into a room the lights just turn on um but i haven't quite figured out how to let the motion sensor know that i'm just in the room so like several times <laughs> the light just turns out in here and i have to like wave my arms around as if just like you know i'm i'm i'm, aw- I'm away I'm here i'm here still here Yo, yo, yo. Howdy, partner. How's it going, Chris Moser? I'm sitting in the dark, in the heat, but it's going. <laughs> How you How doing? How have you been? I'm okay. One of those, uh, you know, it's the end of the week, so feel, feeling, the, uh, the, feeling that Thursday energy, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling the Thursday energy too. It just started thundering here, yeah. although it's 95,000 degrees outside. Ooh, yeah. Um, honestly, the temperature temperature right now is only, let's see. Let's see. Come on, update for me. It says it's only 71 degrees right now. That's wild because it was like 85 a little while ago. But it's going to be in the 90s tomorrow. So you know that humidity is really doing its part. Oh, yeah. Sucks that you guys have to deal with that up there, and not just us down here. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could. Can, we can quarantine it all in Louisiana, but yeah, <laughs> it's never, never. That I wish we could cool. quarantine all that shit in Florida. What are you talking about? Yeah, yo, fuck <laughs> Florida for real. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Florida? Y'all got Disney World and Miami. You could take the humidity. I remember I had to. Um, I was doing a. Uh, I did a customer trip to. I want to say it was Tampa, but I, I could be wrong. It's been such a long time, but I was doing a work trip to, to Tampa and I got there and um, I was like, it can't, it couldn't have been Tampa. It was just, it was, it was some other weird Florida town, but it wasn't like a, a popular town or anything. And I was like, so what's like to do around this, 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 this town? Like, what do you guys have out here? Like, what are y'all known for? Like, is, are there any good restaurants? And they're like, oh, we're the strip club capital of the United States. Like, Excuse me? I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, we have more strip clubs per capita than any other t- city in the United States. And I'm like, that seems... Why? Like, there's is there a military base around here or something? Like, what is happening? Why do you guys have so many yeah. strip clubs? Nope. <laughs> Nobody could answer why they have that many strip clubs. So. It's just you know, it's it's because it's so fucking hot. They want to take their clothes off. Might as well get paid for it. Might as well. Got to shake that ass, earn some money. Th- that's the way you got to do it. Are we doing thinking phase first? Yeah, we probably need to knock like three of those out. Let's we do, we let's have do a one couple due of those. Let me on g- Monday. Okay, let me grab that list. Uh, Google Drive. I already told my sister that I'm probably not going to come over later. Oh, I don't know if I told you I was supposed to go to my sister's house, but I'm probably not going to.
Am I, are we are we fucking you up? Like, if you want to cancel this, we can. No, 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 no. She was just going to show me what flowers need to be watered. <laughs> All um, of them. It's an easy and, answer. <laughs> and then she was like, I was like, I got to record. I, I can come by after. Uh, and she's like, you don't have to come by. Like, I can just leave you a list of stuff to do. I was like, also, it's like 2019. You can take a video of everything. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just make a note and email me. Like, there's a million different ways we can yeah, do this. Yeah. I just feel like I should go by. Like, I got to get a key from her. But, like, there's plenty of ways to do it. Um, and then I was the it wasn't even her idea. She just said, "Hey, next week, can you go by, bring my mail in, water my flowers?" Oh, well, we're away. And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." And then I was like, "Yeah, you want to just stay at your house?" <laughs> so I'll probably just be doing that for a couple of days. That's pretty rad, though. Like you'll be at least out and about. You can bring your laptop, yeah. so you can have shit to um, do. You bring I'll be a PS4? My PS4 and just yeah. fucking game in the basement, which is last time I would I dog sat for her. And that's like all I did was play Dragon Quest on the couch. It was, it dope. was completely dope. dope. There was nobody there to bother me. I was feeling good. Unfortunately, her dog died a couple weeks ago, so there's no um, there's no dog sitting. It'll be a little bit lonelier, but um, God, better I, than that. I fucking can't wait for Avon to die. I'm just so excited it's gonna happen soon. <laughs> oh. I'm just ready. I'm so excited. I love him to death, oh. but he's got to go. He's too old. He's too old. He's weird. <laughs> he's he's old and weird. I need to get rid of him. Oh. Sheds oh, everywhere. No. <laughs> and he's a misogynist. And he's a misogynist. He's not. He's not doing the Greer name proud. Uh, uh. <laughs> he's a fucker. What name are we? Or what? Uh, what face are we on? Uh, row forty, grimacing face. Okay. Okay. I was hoping that we were gonna use um. We were gonna we were gonna be on those like injured or like throwing up ones. Yeah, did you see what I was putting in the? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just ha- so happened that they are all in the same week, and it's really fun. Oh, I just but man, I don't have we, my. Um... Once we get to like one fifteen, it's gonna get start getting real weird for thinking fast. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if I could that's... do five minutes on the lipstick print emoji. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have to shift up the formula. <laughs> Oh man, what have we gotten ourselves into? Because after faces, it's just it's like a whole new level of freak. Oh yeah, and then we go into hands, which I, I think uh-huh. we could do some stuff with hands, but we could, def- <laughs> could definitely do some hand stuff for sure. And then eventually, like episode one ninety eight, we'll get into person category, which is just like the face, the faces, and various, mm-hmm. and then gestures, which we should be able to do a lot with that. Yeah, I feel like I use grimacing face sometimes, but I don't. Why am I spoiling this now? We have yeah, we yeah. have a podcast. To talk don't about. hey Chris, don't burn cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So today, when I um I shattered my my leg on my <laughs> desk chair. Um, is your is your is your chair made out of adamantium? What what did you do? No, it's like. It's it's kind of like a rinky dink office like computer chair that we have at work, and I was standing up talking to somebody, and I turned around and like was leaning forward to like my keyboard to grab something without sitting down, and I bumped my chair, which I knew I was gonna, but then I started to fall, and I caught myself on my chair, and when I caught myself on my chair, I basically like wedged my leg in between the arm and the seat, and like slammed the arm like right into my leg, so like part of it just immediately bruised and like swelled up. So I just like went to my boss and I was like, hey, do you think they have ice in the freezer? I don't want to like go through people's shit. He's like, yeah, they definitely have ice in there. So I went and had to ice my leg at work like an idiot. 
Uh, and then last night, and I literally just noticed this as I was looking. I have a gigantic bruise on my shoulder because I just walked into my door frame as I was like going into my bedroom, as if I didn't know it was there, as if I haven't walked into this bedroom eight million times in my life. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm asking for it. I walked out of my bedroom, and I don't know what I did, but I just like fell into the wall. <laughs> I just like <laughs> right into the wall. Like I took a left, and then I just—I guess my body was like, "Oh, we need to still keep falling left." And I was like, "What? No, yeah. we're in the hallway. We're done." And then, oh no, oh no, it was not good. Man, so uh, last night, Autumn spends a lot of time like reading about horses, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's always like, if she's in between books, she's always on Amazon or on various websites, like trying to find like you know, horse books and things like that. And um, she showed me the the cover of this book and it was really weird. It's called The Horse Crucified and Risen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, can I just read you a little bit of this description? <laughs> yeah, lay it on me. <clears throat> this book became a bestseller in Russia, was reprinted several times and changed the worldview mm. of millions of people. It is the first book in the history of mankind revealing the whole truth about horse and man relationships. Uh-huh. This book reveals secrets of horse training and discloses the truth about the painful essence of the equestrian sport. The true history of the cavalry and the history of those cruel instruments of strict enforcement that people used for horses over almost 30 centuries, never thinking that there is a completely different way. I'm just going to kind of skip through some of this. Um, There's some very charged language being used. <laughs> He was the first to say, this is referring to the author, he was the first to say what equestrian sport really consists of. Equestrian sport by nature can't be even defined as a sport. Yes, any any sport includes records and victories, but these records and victories are gained by one's own sweat and blood, by one's own pains and effort. An equestrian sport represents parasiting on physical abilities of another living being, which does not want to be engaged in the sport, but is forced to by pain and beating. So why the hell do we call it a sport? Wow. Wow. (laughs) And then Autumn sent me a couple of um, excerpts. Um... Um, and this is like this is from the book, right? Uh-huh. Come on. This is this is not a this is not a Jeremy quote. This is from the author yeah, of this book. This is from the author. Um, oh, she was texting me. That's why I wasn't opening. Come on, open up. And here are the weather-beaten faces of the unsanitary girls from the urban state stables. Spiteful 15-year-old fools who squeeze from the dirty, ill, emaciated horses the last drops of life in the town squares. Their name is Legion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the autumn of 1535, Europe. Okay. Six bishops and devout knights, 43 coats of arms and all, beneath a sky pierced by the ringing of bells and a great procession with singing and crosses, were leading a horse possessed by the devil to a fire that had been prepared for it. Annabelle, Are you sure this isn't ju- Lord of the Rings? <laughs> judging by everything, a devilishly talented horse from a traveling circus had been caught in direct communication with the devil. Confirmation of the communication was, in the opinion of the tribunal of the bishops, the horse's supernatural abilities. History oh has God. held back what she was good at and what she hasn't. <laughs> and what she wasn't. I remember that Dark Souls boss. <laughs> And, History uh, has held back what she was good at. They're not revealing her supernatural powers. If I send you a YouTube video, do you want it on Discord or do you want it on uh, your um, phone? You can send it on Discord. Okay. But it's just you don't have to watch the whole thing. Um, 
but uh, oh. definitely just just yeah, they made a movie. That thumbnail. <laughs> they made a movie. <laughs> oh my. Okay, let's watch this. It's called The Horse Crucified and Risen, trailer two. Oh, he's pressing a hoof to his forehead. Is that a normal thing to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is okay. not. <laughs> he's also mounted it, but like mounted it from the other side. Yeah, yeah. The horse is on its back. Oh my god, legs. is that horse dead? No, no, no. The horse will react in just a second. Just just watch. But the horse is like acting almost as if it's dead. And then it's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I don't it's know what this dude now. is doing. <laughs> He's got like, like riding it from the back face on right now. Oh yeah, but he's looking at his horse. And I don't I like. I guess this and might he's playing be the murder dude. music. Oh wait, wait till you see the vampires. Wait till the vampires oh my come god. out. Oh my god, they're vampires. That's a really high jump on that horse, though. I gotta credit where it's, credits due. It's not bad from a standstill. Horses can do a lot. History, better. history did not reveal <laughs> her powers. No, it did not. This music. It's really creepy, right? Can you I just would like... Put, I would put it in the podcast, but I think like the... It's it's so garbled and bad, like the, the quality. Look at this dude! Staring this at the dude camera is, with his goth He's dressed on. like like Vlad the Impaler with his like... Um, what do they call Like the double-breasted button up, yeah. like leather jacket that he's mm-hmm. got going on. Now there's an emo horse. It's yep. black and it has hair over one eye. It's, it's looking good. The horse looks Him good. Him sitting at his... Okay, I'm sorry. Now this now there are vampires. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What is it? And now there's just a guy in like a cardigan. What is he doing here? And that's and that's when the Why bagpipes start. Why was the Count of up. Monte Cristo there? <laughs> He's kissing the black horse now. The the our double-breasted leather jacket guy. Yep, the emo horse. Emo horse. What is he doing? What is this like bagpipe that's playing? Right I have, now, I dude, why are why are they playing bagpipes? I Where is like he at? at why is there a coat of arms in the back of this stable? He was also this guy was sitting at his desk with a with, skull, with on a his skull desk, on it, looking at his like own reflection or whatever. Like, is he Hamlet? Oh, and look at this happening? guy. He keeps horse skulls to hold the bridles. Oh my god, he's bad, isn't he? This is ooh, these people are not being nice to their horses. Oh yeah, you should probably cut it off here. Like this is where it gets a little rough. <clears throat> like I don't know what's in this, but like it's just. A lot I mean, of I got twenty horse. seconds left. I've okay. made it this far. <laughs> it's just a lot of like horses. Being okay, abused. that guy just shot a horse. There's footage of a man shooting a real horse, and I I think that's like stock footage. I don't think that that was fake. And I think this is supposed to be an example of like how not to treat your horse, right? Like this is you what he was talking kiss, about. Why this shouldn't be it. Yeah, you should. Again, tr- I think I. You should put your horse on its back and then mount it. You should mount it from behind. You should mount the horse. I get it now, yeah. If you give your horses uh, kissies and Mm -hmm. and not whippies, Mm -hmm. um, and you're not a a disgruntled count from a Romanian countryside, then then your horse will be very happy. But if you are a vampire and you um, are mean to your horse, it will die by getting shot. That's what I took away from that. Alexander... Nevzorov's contribution to the development of horsemanship is priceless. He did a seemingly impossible thing. He understood the mechanism of the natural horse's collection without any artificial aids. Nevzorov's horses at liberty, at lunge, in hands, and while mounted, always move in a perfect balanced collection without a bridle. Yeah. 
It is necessary Why is this? <laughs> to point out that during training, Nezerov never uses bridles or any other restraint. Only the cordio, a thin strap that lies free on the horse's neck. Something about this reads like pornography. There's just something it's, about it's it really, that just feels it's a little real bit fucking filthy. bizarre, man. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. weird. It's this, a whole this guy, situation. This guy has sex with his horses. That's he. He loves them. That's, he's, that's he has definitely had sex with the horse at least once. Absolutely, yeah. he's tried it. At least he's rubbed like against it on the side. Maybe not penetrated, but man, what a fella. I say that in the, like, the, the last paragraph is like, Nezerov is a famous Russian journalist, film director, politician, scientist, writer, and horseman. And I'm like, I've done some podcasts. Be... Right, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can't be famous I, for that many things. That's, I guess I'm I can't just, be I'm hating sorry. on him that much. <laughs> yeah. But who wrote that bio? He probably fucking did. Yeah. Nezerov definitely wrote this. Did Nezerov write this? Yeah, uh, I think Nezerov wrote that. Let's get him on the podcast. Season 10. Yeah, yeah, well, season 10. We'll see what he thinks about it. There's probably horses in this season, right? This, I mean, I'm hoping to see a horse. We've only seen one in Supernatural so far, I think. So let's make it two. You want to do, you wanna do uh, the horses? Do you want to do Thinking Face before or after Supernatural? Let's do Thinking Face right now. Okay. Let's crank these three out. Get on with business. It's almost 7 o'clock and it's just getting darker and darker in this room. <laughs> Did your bird cousins come to visit you? Is that what this is? No, thankfully my bird cousins did. I don't know. There might have been birds here when we started this podcast. My grandmother used to have birds, and they were loud as fuck. <clears throat> All right, I can shut down this. <laughs> Their names, the birds' names, were Mike and Ike. But the old, the the holder of this wisdom was was my friend Dylan. Like nobody in the family knew what their names were. But when I had my high school graduation party, it was before I even lived here. My parents like had my party here because like there's a huge yard at my grandmother's house. So uh, all my friends were here, and like Dylan was inside at one point, and like asked my grandma. He was like, "Hey, what, what are the birds' names?" She said, "Mike and Ike," and I was like, "That's not fucking true." Uh, and then like years later, <laughs> I asked her, "I was like, what are the birds' names?" She said, "Mike and Ike." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Dylan wasn't pulling my uh, pulling my chain there. That's hilarious because I would definitely uh, believe like I wouldn't def- I would never believe like someone just oh yeah your birds na- your grandmother's birds' names are Mike and Ike like what the fuck do you know Carl <laughs> like, what are you doing yeah. Fuck off, Carl! Lying face. Right. At some point, I'm just gonna Carl's gonna show up dead. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to kill Carl in the podcast at some point. So. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. This is this is our our meta narrative. Carl's getting closer and closer to the truth, but none of us want to listen to him. <laughs> oh man, this is some this is some bad cover art for season ten. What are we looking at? Oh, it's just like uh, it's the top of it is all blue and white, and it's our four boys, and uh, the bottom is red with a bunch of hands calling up and like trying to grab them. Uh. They're all real shitty Photoshop, and it says "Supernatural, uh. wrestle your demons." Oh, uh. yep. Let me see. I'm googling this. Oh, I can send you the picture if you want. It's it's just bad. Oh, uh, dude. Okay, you got it. It's so heavily like Photoshop too. Oh yeah, the or, like hands airbrush. Are, the I hands guess. are bad. This is so. They look. They look bizarre. Crowley doesn't even look like Crowley. Crowley looks like he has been, um, like, facetuned to be like twenty-two years old, right? Like, yeah, 
yeah. every girl you see on Facebook that's like face tuning themselves so they're just like a smooth surface like they don't even look real anymore is like okay yeah I yeah. mean like you, you look fine girl you ain't gotta do this what are you doing yeah <laughs> um okay got that I should probably open up a new file and get this rolling do it girl Oh, you know what? You want you want time for one more last uh, outtake? Do it, man. It's not that funny. I was just talking in the uh, in the Discord the other day, and then I said, "Oh, you know, I'll just tell the story on the uh, on the podcast because I didn't feel like um, like typing it all out." But uh, I might have told this before. It was about it was about playing Final Fantasy X because I'm playing that again now. It's like Eric's favorite game. Um, our resident mermaid in the Discord. I found out that uh, she's a big fan of Final Fantasy X. Everybody likes that game. Didn't you even play that game? I did. Yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody's played that game. I don't think that I beat the boss. I think the final boss was too hard for me. I was like, I don't understand. It like, it, it would do something, and I could, I would cast heal on myself, and it would kill me or something. And I was like, I'm tired of yeah. playing this game. I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been yeah. so long. I just um, want to play anything else. Let me put Mister Mosquito yeah. in. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> Yeah, I played the game. I played the game a couple times, but um, it came out on PS3, like the HD remaster of it came out on PS3. And I played like a chunk of it and then just kind of, you know, whatever, moved on. Um, And then I got it on PS4 again. It was on sale at some point. Uh, And recently, all the like FF8 and FF7 like remake stuff got me all excited about Final Fantasy again. So I thought I'll play 10. I'll I'll get back on my my game from 10. So I knew I had to set up my PS3 so that I could load my save data to the cloud. And then that way I could pick up from where I had left off on PS4. Um, I started up my PS3, had to update it, had to put the game in, get everything running, charge my controller. Uh, I think I already told you this, that I set everything up. I get into the menu, I find the save, I get everything set up so that all I have to do is press X and then I will be able to upload my save data to the cloud and then I'm good to go. I can turn the PS3 off, I can throw the goddamn thing out the window, I would be all set. Right as I'm about to press X, I drop the controller and it breaks and it doesn't work anymore. Um, so I'm just like fucking mashing on the button, press, trying to press X, be like, why? <laughs> I'm literally one button away and this is my nightmare. Uh, thankfully, you can hook up a PS4 controller to a PS3 and I figured it all out a few minutes later. That's not even what this story is. Okay, the cool. Story, the story was literally <laughs> just about me getting Final Fantasy X when I was a kid, which I may have told on this podcast before. I don't know. I've, I've said it somewhere. But, um, you said a lot of things that, in general. So I've said a whole lot of things, especially about Final Fantasy. But I'm only telling this again because I said that I would. It's not really like the most exciting story. But I got, um, I, I obviously I played Final Fantasy VIII, and then I played Final Fantasy VII, and those games look like PlayStation One games. And then I got PlayStation Magazine one day at Stop and Shop when I was with my mom, and inside of it, it said like the Final Fantasy issue, and it had the girl Yuna on the cover of it, and I was like, what is this? What is happening here? And inside the magazine, it had these big, long articles about Kingdom Hearts. And it said, like, Disney meets Final Fantasy. And I was like, are you what? 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 I'm I'm nine years old. You can't be just dropping Disney and Final Fantasy on me. That's the only <laughs> two things I even know about. <laughs> um, so that was wild. Then it showed, like, all these, like, early concepts for Sora. Um, he had, like, a tail and, like, cat ears at one point. It was a whole thing. It was wild. Uh, and Boy, then imagine there, imagine the Kingdom Hearts fandom if Sora had a tail and cat ears right now. Like that would be a whole situation, be a whole thing. Um, and then there was a picture of 
the cover of Final Fantasy X. It's Titus. I know it's pronounced Titus, but I can't bring myself to do it because I've said it one way my whole life. It's the main character of Final Fantasy X, the blonde boy with the blue water sword, and he's standing in the ocean, and the sun is shining, and it's like, I still, to this day, look at that cover, and I get happy because the first time I saw it in the magazine, I was nine years old, and I didn't, like, I was like, that's not a video game. That's a real man. And he's like, it, it just didn't make sense to me because it looked so realistic for the time. Um, and I read every page of that article. I like obsessed about the details. I was telling all my friends at school, like this game, Final Fantasy X. I didn't know if it was 10 or X because I didn't know Roman numerals really. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. And I was just like, it's going to be so cool. Like it looks like it's real life. It's crazy. Um, and then I think for, I can't remember what the reason was that my dad was like, all right, we'll go to Funko Land, which has been bought out by GameStop now. Um, we'll go there and, uh, I'll get you a game. And at that time, a lot of PS2 games were like 10 bucks or like, you know, they were like bargain bin stuff. That's where I got that FromSoft game Evergrace was out of the bargain. Yeah. 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 Um, and so when he said that, like, I'll get you a game. That's what he, that's what he was expecting. Like, I'm going to go spend 10 bucks on a game. Um, and we walked into Funko Land and they got Final Fantasy 10 literally everywhere. Because it, it was the day that it came out. I had no idea that, that was the game was coming out. It was just this future idea to me that I had seen in a magazine. I didn't understand the internet. I didn't understand release dates. It was just this great big mystery to me. And it was it was everywhere. They had posters on the wall. And like I was like, oh my god. That blue cover of, of the character standing in the ocean just was like... It, it was like I had seen God. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I was like, this is the one I want. And my dad was like, all right, how much is it? And it was 50 bucks. And he was like, dude, chill. <laughs> like, that's I'm, not what we came here for. I'm not but dropping my $50 always, on you. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I, he just can't help him. Like, I was so excited that he was like, I can't, like, I can't disappoint him. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I tell my dad this all the time. I always remind him of this because it was like the nicest thing ever. It made me so happy. And I still remember it. So I'm always like, yeah, that was something you probably thought my pain in the ass spoiled kid is getting what he wants i was like no dad it meant a lot to me it still means a lot to me because i loved that game um <laughs> and we got up to the counter and the dude is like talking to my dad about whatever and then he's like oh if you get the strategy guide uh it's only 10 bucks if you buy it with the game my dad looked at me he's like he's fucking piece of shit yeah all right yeah we'll get we'll get the strategy guide too which i still am using to this day i used it the other night i found it in my closet pulled that sucker out it's still in pretty good shape um and yeah, and then I remember we went, we had to go to Sears after. It was the first time I think I had ever been to a Sears, you know, this giant department oh, store. And we were there for what must have been two fucking hours. That's what it felt like. <laughs> he was like, all right, you got the game, but now we got to go do our errands. Like, this is why we yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you want to do was, is just get into the car and go straight home to the PS2 and, and just... It killed me. Yeah. It killed me. And we got home and it was dark out and I finally like sat down, put it in my PS2 um the last time i had done this i had gotten the bouncer for ps2 and i didn't have a memory card and didn't realize that i needed one yep, <laughs> um, yep. this time thankfully i had the memory card situation figured out uh and i sat there and i don't know if you remember like the really sad song called xanarkin it's like a piano song that plays at the beginning of the game and um chris you gotta prep because like, i could have this stuff on on deck like i could i could literally be playing xanarkin right now if you yo, just throw give me, give me, give me a heads up <laughs> <laughs> throw it on there and it starts off with you know it's like the, the opening credits that plays like before you press start and it shows like the all the characters who look like fucking real people to me and they're sitting around like a kind of dying campfire all their weapons are stuck in the ground together and everybody looks really sad and i'm like what is this game like i've played final fantasy 8 and 7 like i know video games can be sad but this like the music and the presentation was so much that 
for like a little boy, I was like very over overwhelmed by it. Um, and I remember sitting there watching the whole thing and I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to miss a second of it. And I of didn't course. practically didn't blink, blink staring at the screen. Uh, and then I finally pressed start and I hit new game and it loads up and I'm like, oh my God. And then it plays that exact same video again. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I didn't need to, I didn't need to watch it in the menu because it's the exact same video a second time. But that's exciting. Um, but yeah, like getting to watch it a second time is dope. Like you're yeah, like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm into this. And it, uh, yeah. And then I just, I fell into that game and I absolutely like loved every second of it. Uh, I played it a bunch of times when I was younger. Put like 255 hours into one of my save files. I remember finding that on my memory card, being like, "Holy shit!" Did I do nothing else when I was a child? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm playing it again now, and I'm like, "Wow, this game actually holds up super well." The HD remaster looks great, and it's still super fun. But yeah, that's that was all. That was the story. That was just me, my my love for uh, Final Fantasy X and, and how lucky I got when my dad bought me that game. I um. I managed to get the the file downloaded, uh, but I couldn't remember the name of the program that I, I used to do the thing, so I couldn't <laughs> find it on my computer, so I was not able to drop any. I'll see if just I can drop it, it just on there. Yeah, I'll just do it in post. And I'll pretend like I'm crying. <laughs> I'll put some I'll put some crying Chris noises in the background, too. Just really I'll do yeah. a lot of Foley work, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've got a lot on uh, on file somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the outtakes that I don't put in the podcast with you crying. So. Yeah, me <laughs> All right, yeah, so that's my gamer story that I said that I was going to tell like two weeks ago, and now I finally did. You want to do a podcast? Let's do the podcast.